Hey, welcome to another episode of Triple Babble Podcast, where we discuss all things in the NFL. We provide weekly game breakdowns and analysis. We also talk fantasy football, uh, betting angles, and of course, dedicated Dallas Cowboys content. I'm your host, Trev, and I'm here with my co-host, as always, TP, as well as Hefe. Man, TP, how are you doing? Uh, it's been a very long, stressful week. Um, I'm still reading this book called American Marxism. I'm trying to see the other side of the um of the spectrum on the right. Um not really a plug, but um, you know, listeners, check out the Lex Friedman podcast. Really good stuff. Uh, I, I I I um I followed him on Twitter a few weeks ago and then I noticed his podcast. Um so I've listened to like maybe one or two episodes, but um yeah. Good um Good suggestion right there. Yeah, no, like, yeah, was, yeah, yeah I like I like I like the way I like his delivery. I just like his his demeanor, um, to be honest with you. Um Yeah, no, he has a really uh really sound approach and you know just the way conversations are held, you know. Very yeah, the such. first the first um piece of media I actually heard from him or that I recognized with him was when he interviewed Kanye West um about a month or a month and a half ago, and that was that was an interesting one. Um, it was interesting because he never flew off the handle at this guy. You know, he just, you know, he already has high character from a, you know, uh media standpoint. And then um the way he handled him or disarmed Kanye was very impressive. Um, so I looked forward to seeing his other media after that, just after that initial um initial interview. So yeah, great suggestion, man. That's 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 a good one. Yeah, I've you know if you really you know you tapped into it, I would recommend listening to his um his Coffeezilla interview, the guy that kind of like broke Sam Brinkman or Sam Bankman's well not like broke it but like kind of admit kind of got him to actually admit to fraud. Yeah. So and then the he has an episode with this guy named Destiny, who was considered the Ben Shapiro of the left. So if you know anything about Ben Shapiro, that's a hell of a comparison, but. Yeah, that's what I've been up to, man. Very cool, man. That's what's up. Hefe, what's going on with you, man? Oh man, man, stressful, stressful week. You are you you know, putting these six hours in a week, as I always do. Long weeks, long days, long nights, but living the dream, living the dream, as I always say. God woke me up this morning. He woke us all up. We got a purpose, we got blessings. And we got to give to these people. So why not get right into it? We got we got three games this Saturday, a nice little special slate for everybody. So, like I said, let's get right into it. We got the four and eight, four, eight and one Colts traveling over to the 10 and three Vikings. After getting destroyed in the fourth quarter on Sunday night football by them boys, the Colts, the Colts had a bye week and now losers of three straight games. And they look to come into Minnesota off their bye week and get back into the win column. The Vikings return home after losing a wild divisional matchup with the Lions and now turn their attention to defending home turf in Minnesota where they are 6-1. and one. And, of course, that one came by none other than them boys. Yes, sir. Indianapolis is also 4-1 straight up and 3-1-1 one and one against the spread in their last five seasons off a of bye week and have won four straight, uh, four straight games off the bye week. TP, roll me in with some more stats on this one. 
Yeah, Henry. I mean, you 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 made a good point to identify two teams who have been victimized by the Dallas Cowboys in explosive fashion. Um, I mean, Matt Ryan. What it seems to me is he's on his last leg. He's on his last hurrah. While Minnesota's looking, you know, to bring themselves back to life after being beat down by the young upstart Detroit Lions. Historically, Matt Ryan is three and four versus the Vikings, so he has a chance to break five hundred before it's all said and done. I believe. I think it's time for him to retire. But the career season that Justin Jefferson is having, he'll probably have something to say about that. Patrick Peterson and his secondary crew won't have to deal with Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Jared Goff this week. And I do hope, well, not I hope, but I hope you know, Minnesota's fan base, they're going to hope that this linebacker court can kind of shore up these underneath routes because Matt Ryan is going to have to get the ball out of there quickly. This defense line can get to him. And as, as we've seen, Matt Ryan can get a little bit jittery and turn the ball over. Um, now for the Colts, Yannick, Yannick, Ngakwe, I'm sorry, Ngakwe, you know, he kind of got beat down by this Cowboys offensive line, so I think that he's going to be trying to get after Kirk Cousins this week, and Stephon Gilmore is going to have a very tall task. He's going to be dealing with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and also look for TJ Hawkinson to get involved in the middle of the field. Um, Colts pretty bad. I'm going to go with the Vikings here. I'm not sure if Jeff Saturday is going to get a full-on contract this season. I mean, I know they were pretty excited after the first game, but since then, it hasn't really looked good for him. All right, Trev, you got anything for me to punch in betting-wise this week? So, in this matchup, I like the Colts plus the four and a half. Um, in every game, Jeff Saturday has coached, um, <laughs> with the exception of the Dallas game. Uh, they have actually covered uh, the spread as dogs, and I think this trend could potentially continue here. Um, we saw Minnesota just get beat by Detroit. Um but Minnesota, they were dogs in that game, um, but they got you know beat pretty bad. Um, I don't think Minnesota loses necessarily, but I do think it's an opportunity. I mean, these are two out of conference, um, you know, uh, opponents here. Um, I just think it's an opportunity for you know the Colts to cover um, here. I think that trend could definitely continue. It, it really could go either way. This is a one p.m. game. Kirk Cousins at one p.m. is you know damn near. <laughs> Uh, a legendary quarterback, so I definitely think he could um he could rise to the occasion here, but um I wouldn't rule the Colts out. This is kind of a system play for me. Just watching how the Colts have played in these situations, um I do think it's an opportunity for them to um to um you know to 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 play well to live up to the competition. But I think the Vikings win, so that's that's what I got. I got Colts covering Vikings uh for the win. Uh, nothing in particular, man. I mean, I want to go back to Justin Jefferson. I know he just did it. Um, I think he could do it again, but uh, nothing, nothing I love in this matchup. Um, in particular, that I want to, that I want to bet on. All right, all right. Yeah, I think the Vikings will go ahead and get this dub as well. Let's get right into the the next matchup. We got the nine and four Ravens at the five and eight Browns, and winners of two straight games, the Ravens travel to Cleveland in hopes of sweeping the Browns for the for the second time in three seasons. After coming back from suspension, Deshaun Watson is set to play in his first home game of the season as the Browns return home from their recent one-and-one road trip and now look to split the season with the Ravens. TP, roll me in with some more stats on this one. We've got another AFC Divisional matchup as all four teams faced off against each other last week, and this week we have the division-leading Baltimore Ravens facing off against the saddened Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson has looked like a shell of his former self in these previous two games upon his return, but more or less this is him getting acclimated to game speed. Not that it really matters to me. 
Um, he shouldn't have been reinstated anyway, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the quarterback we are more concerned with this week, and I'm sure Trev can attest to this, is Lamar Jackson. Good news for the Ravens, though, is Tyler Huntley has practiced today after clearing concussion protocol, and the Ravens will probably lean on J.K. Dobbins, who has returned after clearing IR and helped carry this team to a victory against – who did they play last week? I'm sorry. Steelers. Brain fright. Sorry. But I also look for the Browns to lean on their stud in the backfield, Nick Chubb. Who and Deshaun Watts, he plus Deshaun Watson were stifled last week against a hungry Cincinnati Bengals team who is looking like they are primed for another Super Bowl run if they can get through Kansas City. Um, Baltimore needs to tighten up and tighten up fast because the Cincinnati Bengals are here and they are here to stay. Um, Miles Garrett had two sacks last week and I'm looking for him to try to increase these numbers or I'm sorry to add on to these numbers as he goes after a less mobile Tyler Huntley. But with that being said, I do think that Baltimore finds a way to sneak out a victory here against this Cleveland Browns team. I don't think Deshaun really has it yet. I don't think he's fully checked in. All right. Trev, you got any bets for me to punch in this week? Um, this is one is um interesting. So, yeah, Cleveland's laying points, but uh, the last time they were laying points, they were laying points to uh, with Deshaun Watson. Last time they were laying points was against uh, the Houston Texans. That was at seven and a half. Um, they covered that spread, but it, it was kind of rocky at first. I, I see situations where they could um, they, they could cover the spread in this game. It's tough. It's a toss up for me, to be honest with you. Um, three points, you know, it's a field goal. Um, I guess I would have to lean uh, the Ravens here. Um, I definitely think there's a, a chance that they cover this spread. But, uh, man, wouldn't that be something if uh, Cleveland managed to win, you know, at home uh, with Deshaun Watson, at quarterback? That, that'd that be interesting. So, um, really, that's my only lean for this matchup. Um, nothing else really stands out here. Um, both of these teams are, I mean, Baltimore is clearly in first place, but they've had a rough season. Um, injuries at quarterback, of course. Um, I'd be interested to see. Um, how this offense is going to look for Baltimore, and then um, how well Deshaun plays. You know, does he improve or not? Um, so, yeah, nothing, nothing is really standing out here for me. I'm just gonna keep it. I lean Ravens to uh, to cover. Right. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna rock with y'all on that one as well. I, I lean on the Ravens as well. Let's get right into this last <laughs> matchup of the night. We got the eight and five Dolphins at the ten and three Bills. After losing in back-to-back games, the Dolphins travel to Buffalo in hopes of not losing three straight games for the second time this season. And after getting revenge last week against the Jets, Josh Allen and Bills look to do it again this week, but this time against the Dolphins as they as they look to race that week three, 21-19 nightmare out of their heads. Josh Allen is seven and two straight up all time against the Dolphins and three and one against Tua himself. TP. Throw me in with some more stats on this one. F.A., to back your point, this Dolphins team has not looked like the explosive team they've been earlier this season, only scoring 17 in the previous two games that you've mentioned. Um, now they have to go up against another physical defense, just like San Francisco, but this time it's going to be the Buffalo Bills, and it's going to be in the cold where this Buffalo Bills team thrives. Josh Allen has found himself aligned with familiar face. Cole Beasley has returned from retirement. Interesting love, similar to a Mr. Ty Hilton. This week, but I don't know. Maybe it's time for the old guys to get back involved with football. Um, 
This Miami team has been struggling against the pass in recent weeks, and Josh Allen and this offense is ranked sixth in passing yards per game. Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, they'll be looking to get revenge on this Miami team despite missing Von Miller. But as football always requests, it's going to be the next man up. And the reports are stating that Greg Rousseau is up to take, is up to leading this defense and they this Buffalo team is they are also trying to get to their first Super Bowl since the early 90s where the Cowboys waxed pretty much the NFC East, which is smacking them around. Um, with all that being said, I think the Dolphins drop another game. Um, Buffalo is going to start to take their strides in the right direction heading into the playoffs. Um, for what it's worth, I'm looking at Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. They're going to be the highlights of the AFC. But Buffalo wins this game. All right, Trev, you got any bets for me to punch in on this one? Yeah, I'm leaning Buffalo in this matchup. Uh, you look at Miami, who's struggling a little bit right now. They, well, I look, I look for Buffalo to win. I'll just say that first of all. But if you look at Miami, who struggled against the Chargers, um, lost that game, struggled against um their previous opponent, the San Francisco 49ers. I think if the Bills are paying attention to how defensively um those teams played Miami, I think that they will be um figuring out a way to um basically neutralize um to attack Valoa. Um so I really think that's gonna be the key focus here. Um seven and a half is a lot of points. Um and the total is relatively low um for you know these types of teams sitting at 41 and a half right now. I think that that is um what's the word? I think 41 and a half is a little bit low. I thought it'd be a little bit higher. But uh, Buffalo Bills games have uh, had a tendency to kind of go under uh, most recently when they played the New York Jets um, on the last episode of the pod or two episodes ago. I mentioned uh, Buffalo played a divisional opponent in the New York Jets, and it was I was curious on whether or not they were going to cover or not. And um, I was going towards the New York Jets because um, it was a divisional matchup. The Jets have a good defense. It doesn't matter if it was uh, Mike White or Zach Wilson. Uh, it's a lot of points, and they did end up covering um, that particular matchup. So here, I mean, the Bills, just, they just play better at home, um, and I do think that they will be looking to get revenge for the earlier loss in the season where they lost by uh, pretty much by a field goal. So I look for Buffalo to, um, you know, just get back and win. Uh, my only concern is that it's a primetime game. Um, a lot of these primetime matchups um, – it, it, it's harder to discern who's going to, I like to stay away from these, like, you know, just betting uh, personally, um, primetime matchups. It, there's just so many factors, so many angles. Um, you know, I think um, everyone's more focused on that game and yeah, it, it's, it's tough to call it, but I like Buffalo here in this matchup. No particular pre, uh, player props or anything on either side, just uh, Buffalo. I do know Tyree kill is looking to, break the record for uh receiving. So I think there'll be concerted effort on him to, you know, get the ball. But other than that, I mean, um, I don't like any, you know, player props or anything in this matchup. All right. It looks like we're all in unison on this one. Cause, cause I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards the bills as well. So it seems like we've all, we all picked the same teams to win every game this week. You know, I also want to go ahead and, and put this out in the air on this, on this as well. My personal ticket this week will have Vikings money line, Justin Jefferson, 80 plus yards, Justin Jefferson, anytime touchdown, Ravens money line, Bills money line. That's a five legger. If it hits, 
You heard it here first. Don't 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 say I didn't say it. So if you just watch me cash it in, I just I'm just gonna throw it out there for y'all. Trev, do you have one of those you want to throw out? TP, you got something you want to throw out on that? Any anything anything? Any 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 parlay for the fans this week? Nothing um, comes to mind. Um, if I if I were to do it, I'd probably do a teaser with um like a six point teaser probably with the Colts, Baltimore, and um. And Buffalo, that's what I would do. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. What about you, TP? You got any any anything you thinking about? I don't know if I can really assist yet. You know, um, the ball's not really in my court mentally in this situation. So I don't know. I I, I know I'm still taking a break. I'm kind of digesting. Still warming up. It's all good. It's all good. You know, never hurts to just put a five dollar little parlay and just dip your toes in the water sometimes here say, and there. No, nah, uh, TP said it hurts, so we gotta leave him alone. <laughs> That's fine, but we gotta we gotta pick those. You know, you gotta pick those splinters out sometimes, TP man. We gotta pick those splinters out. We gotta patch you up. We gotta get you back work. We gotta get you back on track, man. We gonna get. We gonna make it. We gonna make it. We all gonna make it. So a six uh six point teaser with the selections I just named. That's plus one forty. So Indianapolis. Oh, okay, we got plus, some plus money. Indianapolis plus ten and a half. Baltimore plus eight and a half. Buffalo minus one and a half. It's plus one forty. Not bad. One forty. Love to see plus. Yeah, we love to see plus. Anything plus, we love to see it. Oh, that that could be a potential winner right there. If y'all, if y'all, if y'all see that come in, do not say that Trev did not give y'all the sauce on that one. That was plus one forty plus money is good money in my book. So let me let me let y'all know that right now. Uh, there's something else I want to I want to get in with you guys, man. Let's talk about these potential playoff races. I'm 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 over here. I'm looking at our side of the bracket, and as things are setting up right now, we could potentially get a little get a little rematch with with the old with old Yeller. The goat. That well, I'm sorry because I don't really like. I don't, I don't think he's the goat. He's not the goat to me. This is just everybody else's opinion. Who do you, who do you think? Who do you Tom think Brady. is the goat? Who yes. do I think is the goat in yes. in football? That's yeah. a great question. I really don't have an answer to that question. Um, there's a lot of great football players that I like, but in my eyes, in the sports world, there's only one goat. There's only one guy that I can call the GOAT. And that's Michael Jordan. I'm sorry. I'm I'm putting it out there. That's that's the only GOAT that I that's the only guy I will acknowledge as a GOAT. That's it. That's all. That's well, my I, take. I can I can appreciate that. Um you know, as, as a Michael Jordan, and we've we've had an off the record conversation about this because you, I know at one point you probably thought I didn't feel this way. No, no, no. We've had we've had several conversations about this. Um, I can appreciate that as a Michael Jordan fan myself, one thousand percent. Um, but I mean, we just got to call it what it is. Tom Brady is the goal of football. You know, was it seven Super Bowls? I mean, it, it's it's hard. Yeah, you, did you see what happened to him though this past week? That's what you call a goat. I mean, Mike. Mike played in Washington. They don't talk about it often, but no, no, no. I, I think, <laughs> no. If we're if we're if if we're gonna go, if we're gonna look at it, you know, if, if how it how it would end today or how it would look today, right? I think that that would actually help the Cowboys um, 
cure some of those demons that like, you know, sit in the background in our closets. You know, if we were to go through Tampa Bay next round, I think we end up getting what, like Minnesota. Hey, hey look, hold on. I'm gonna break it down to you how how Von Miller saw us, how how he saw the entire playoff in our side of the bracket. And I want you to I want you guys to tell me how you feel about this because I was very interesting. I was very interesting when he said this. So he said if things ended today like this, we'd beat Tampa. And then you got Washington playing, um, what, the 49ers. He said the 49ers would lose. Then this interests me right here. He said the Giants would beat the Vikings. He said we would go on to play um, the 49ers and the Giants would then play the Eagles. The Eagles would beat the Giants. We would get revenge on the 49ers and have to play the Eagles at the end. And then Von Miller, on his pod, he said the Cowboys would go on and beat the Eagles and go to the Super Bowl when he talked to Micah on Tuesday. How do you all feel about that? Um, That's his prediction right now if it ended. I mean, it sounds like something that could happen. For sure. I mean, anything's possible. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean I that's nice. Yeah, it's definitely nice if it, if it were to happen in our favor. But I don't. I try to not pay attention to stuff like that and just worry about the next opponent we have to face and just go from there, man. I mean it's it's nice to think about the Super Bowl, but we got to think about our seeding in the playoff and you know winning that first matchup. Um, it looks like we're probably going to be like the fifth seed, um, most likely the way things are shaking out, and that would align us with. Whoever comes Whoever up out of the, the NFC South, correct, correct. So, um, that race is still open. I mean, it could be Carolina, could be Tampa Bay. I think it'll be Tampa Bay. Um, I mean, I just think the ratings would just be crazy if it was Tampa Bay. Um, but Brady's had the number of the Cowboys, uh, you know, recently. So, I do think that it could just be something that, um, uh, you know, is there a matchup though in the South you you'd like to see us play against Carolina? Probably. Carolina. How yeah. about you, TP? Is there is there a or team Atlanta. out there on the south? Or Atlanta. You'd like to see us play? I mean, I I feel like we could beat any one of those teams. Um, the toughest opponent, obviously, is going to be Tampa Bay. Um, Carolina, I think we beat handedly. Atlanta, we beat handedly. New Orleans, I guess, taste because we have issues with scrambling quarterbacks. I think we're going to issue. But Marshawn Lattimore's not there. You know what? We didn't even really get into discussion um, about Terrence Steele because he's going to be out for the rest of the season. ACL injury, ACL tear. That's big. That is very big for our offensive line. So yeah, that's huge. I don't know, but I, yeah, I mean Tampa Bay. I, I honestly, I think for the maturity in with the guys <laughs> going to the next level, if we really want, if we really want to see what this team is made of, we almost are going to have to beat Tom Brady, in my opinion. In yeah, personally, to- I'd, I'd love to have that matchup, personally. Yeah, I mean, because you're, you're talking about you're talking about a bunch of demons that these guys have, you know. Cowboys, I mean, just like you said, Trev, Tom Brady's had our number. Um, I don't know when the last time we've actually played against him in a meaningful game. Um, I think that would be really good for Dak Prescott in his, you know, in his the maturation of Dak Prescott as a quarterback. And, you know, taking the next step forward, because I, th- I think if he is able to see himself beat Tom Brady and, you know, one of the biggest stages in the playoffs and the big dance, I think that pushes him and propels him forward. Because, you know, I- I've said this before, 
Dak Prescott, to me, in big games, has issues in the first half of games. And then he'll end up always having to play from behind. And it's not always the defense's fault because, for whatever reason, he just doesn't perform in the first half. I think if he beats Tom Brady, I think that that's one of those ghosts that he gets out of his closet. You know what I mean? One of the skeletons. He's able to shake those cobwebs. I was like, okay, I, I you know, I, I, I really belong here. Because, I mean, for what it's worth, when he was a rookie, he showed up against Aaron Rodgers, but he showed up in the second half. And that also plays a part with the Cowboys' play calling. They kind of took the game out of a balanced attack and, you know, they kind of put it in his hands. And at that point, he was young. I'm not sure if that kind of, you know, shook him a little bit. Dak does perform in certain moments. But in the biggest moments I've seen, like the biggest moments I've seen Dak not really show up until the second half. And I think him, if the, if, if if this team, <clears throat> like I said before, if this team is going to be a team that is serious about contending for a Super Bowl, they have to really go out there and beat somebody of importance. And in the NFC South, the only real team of importance, in my opinion, is a Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. And I think if we beat them, that would give this Cowboys team the confidence to play against a physical team like the San Francisco 49ers and go toe-to-toe with them, physicality with physicality, big uglies versus big uglies, like really in the trenches, show them that we're not just the Cowboys in this this middle pocket, but we're a new age Cowboys team that reflects a 90s-esque Cowboys team. You know what I mean? Those teams that are really just – okay, we may not be the flashiest. You know, we may not have all the gaudy gaudy numbers and all that good stuff, but we get the job done. We run the ball down right. your throat. We really beat you up on defense and just, you know. Yeah, it would definitely be great to see Dak go ahead, come back into the playoffs, beat Brady, then go and play the 49ers, beat the 49ers, and then, you know, get to that championship-level game and see what he can do. That would be wonderful. Trev, what do, you, what do you think about that? Two revenge games? That would be that would be pretty awesome to see that. Um, I do think the media will look at it like, well, you're supposed to beat him. He hasn't played good all year. Um, they're gonna there's gonna be built-in excuses, but as long as we keep winning, we win the big game at the end. I don't think any of that stuff matters. But like I said, um, yeah, we're just we're just gonna keep seeing a lot of uh, oh well, this you know this not the Tom Brady that you faced, you know, so and so. It's like it's just not gonna mean as much. I think there will be a lot of that going on potentially, and um. It's probably best to just um just tune it out. I mean, obviously as fans we will, but you know, as you know, people listening to the media and listening to our friends, you know, they'll probably have a lot to say about that. And I think it's something that it won't matter. At the end of the day, you know, um uh, saying that you beat Tom Brady to go on to win the Super Bowl is something that few teams can really even say. I mean, you've got Eli Manning, um, you know, of course he beat him in the Super Bowl. You've got I think Joe Flacco beat beat Tom before um, on the way to the Super Bowl, um, like in the championship or something like that. Um, so oh you know, it's just very few people that can say they you know had a chance to beat Tom in the playoffs. And um, I will continue to say Tom in the playoffs is is very different, you know. So he just is. Uh, so we'll see. We shall see. Playoff T. Sorry, think, I think the Cowboys they have some demons they have to exercise. They do. I'm not saying it when I'm saying these things. I'm not saying it from a media standpoint. I'm literally saying it from like a – this is like an in-house thing. And to your point, the Cowboys have a tendency to 
listen to it get just get caught up in all this media frenzy and that's that's usually one of the the kryptonites that just cripple us you know what i mean like we it's always it's always something with us you know what i'm saying like it even like michael parsons going on this interview with von miller like you you turn down the undisputed gigs all year long just for you to come on the show with von miller towards the end of the season now i'm not saying I'm necessarily against it, but I'm also saying I don't necessarily agree with it. You know, you have to focus up in this time of year. And he's still young, but this is this this is the time of year where good teams become great teams and great teams really show why they are the elite teams. So what do the Cowboys want to be? Do the Cowboys want to be good? Do they want to be great? Or do they want to find themselves amongst the elite? That's that's just the question that they have to answer themselves. Yes, sir. Let's 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 go ahead and uh, tip our hats over to the AFC side of the bracket. Let's give them a little bit of love and attention too. We got seven teams so far locked in, uh, and if things ended today, the Bills would go ahead and they would get their little uh, sweet vacation with that number one seed, and we would get to see Andy Reid go up against Bill Belichick again. We would see the Ravens go up against the Dolphins, and we would see the Titans play the Bengals. How do you guys feel about those matchups? The, uh, the Titans-Bengals, that would probably be a pretty good one. Uh, the Bengals are a little beat up right now, but hopefully they'd be healthy by the time, um, you know, it's all, you know, they get to that point in the season. So I think that'd be, that'd be fun to see. TP, how do you feel about the AFC side? I said, I mean, I, I mentioned it previously. I think that, you know, you the big guys, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, those are the those are the three that's the three headed dragon right there. Um the Super Bowl is going through and the Super Bowl basically the road to the, the path of the Super Bowl is going through either one of those three teams. Um I'm leaning more so honestly at this point, I'm leaning more so towards Kansas City and Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I think, is peaking, or they're getting ready to peak at a very, very prime time. Very solid spot. Um, Buffalo, they they look, they're starting to look a little bit more mortal. You know, unless they can tighten it up over these next couple of weeks before the playoffs and tighten the screws that they need to. Hopefully, Josh Allen can be at 100%, you know, because he's been dealing with that issue um, over the previous couple of weeks around Thanksgiving time. Um, Cincinnati's getting healthy at the right time. Baltimore is in trouble if they can't. If if Baltimore doesn't win this game this week, they're going to be in a lot of trouble because Cincinnati's going to take going to run away with this division. Um, Patrick Mahomes makes anybody look good. I don't know if you guys saw the the ridiculous. He just he's he's just a school kid. He's he's like, he's he's almost worse than Kyler Murray. I know people hate when Kyler Murray scrambles. He's like a little fucking kid. With yeah, him. that it, it it looked crazy. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that that yeah, that play was wild. Patrick Mahomes is like the jock in the Disney movie that, <laughs> um, you know, it always seems like the game is out of hand and all of a sudden he just makes a play and it's like, oh, he's the hero. He's the hometown hero. I, so, so I don't know. I, I think it's it's going to come down to Kansas City and Cincinnati. Well, well let, me, let me ask you guys a question. Right now the record sits. Buffalo Bills, 10 and 3. Kansas City Chiefs, 10 and 3. Ravens, 9 and 4. And Bengals, 9 and 4. Uh, and and just for extra credit, you got the Dolphins at eight and five. Out of those teams, who do you guys think 
will secure home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Mm. Who does Buffalo have left on their schedule? Actually, hold on. You look you look up Buffalo, I look up Kansas City schedule. Okay. Well, Buffalo ends so, up the number one seed, then yeah, they'll have home field advantage throughout the so playoffs. So Buffalo so Buffalo, of course, as we talked about, they're they're playing the Dolphins this Saturday. We already discussed that. But then after that, uh, it looks like actually they play again next Saturday in Chicago. Then they have a divisional matchup on Monday against the Bengals. And then their last game of the season is against the Patriots. So they could easily win out the rest of the year. Oh, well, not easily, but they could win out the rest of the year, rather. How are the Chiefs looking? Chiefs got the Texans. Seahawks come to them. Broncos come to them. Raiders are in um, – in Las Vegas. So this is the so basically it sounds like this is the Bills this is the Bills to lose right now because they own the tiebreaker as Trev said. Cuz that sounds like an easier schedule in my personal opinion. Well the Chiefs beat the Texans there. You know what the Chiefs the Chiefs the Chiefs are the Chiefs and they might fuck around and drop one. Wait. Well, you got to realize when they play the Broncos they don't lose. So that's already a win. You can just strike that one as a win. The Texans, yeah. we can pretty much strike that as a win. And you said the Raiders in Seattle? Yeah. Yeah, Seattle's on a downward trend right now. We've, we've seen this. And then the Raiders might be the only only question mark we got. And if the Raiders are the only question mark we got, we've seen what the Raiders done all year. Yeah, but this that's a divisional matchup. And, you know, no, it's you're right like though. the Broncos. It's different. It yeah, is so different. A, I don't know. Derek, Derek Carr might try to show up just to, just to shut it all down. It is different, but do do we think any of these nine and four teams, the Bengals or the uh, Ravens, could potentially sneak in? No, no. no if chance. it's I mean, if it's anybody, it will be Cincinnati. Baltimore is in trouble again. Sorry, Trevor. So, so at this point, this is this is the Bills' first place seed to lose. That's it'll be very interesting. Let let's let's look at the look closer towards the bottom side of the uh, the AFC. I'm sorry. Trevor, are you throwing up gang sign? Absolutely not. Whoa, 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 whoa. Absolutely whoa. not. Excuse me? I was looking what's at his hand. I was trying to see his, his hand in line. I was like, what's going on over there, man? What's, nah. what's, what's wrong with you? You're just a wild guy, man. Let's get into the bottom of the AFC bracket right <laughs> now. Right now. Though. Look at what we do. Nah. Yo, yo, leave, not, leave, leave Trevor alone, man. Right now, you got the Patriots currently owning the seventh um, seed at seven and six. But you have two other teams over in the AFC, the Chargers and the Jets at seven and six. So – Potentially, we could see one of these guys get in and, and take over the Patriots spot. How do you? What do you guys see here? Do do we think the Jets could potentially take that over? The Chargers, maybe. Uh, I think the Jets could. I mean, they're just an overall better team. Um, the Chargers obviously have the better quarterback, but I, I think the Jets could. Why not? And then could the Dolphins also squeak their way out of the wild card round if they keep losing? Mm, good question. I think the NFL is – Travis, did that you said it? That the NFL is figured out too? I think defensively they know how to handle him. Um, he's effective when he has really fast guys that can get past the defenders and they're wide open and that's his game or that's what he's really good at. I'm not saying he's trash, but, you know, his style of play is – I mean, I think it's understood <laughs> by yeah. coordinators. And I think that um, it's something that they they not only understand it, but they think that they can contain it as well. 
mean, you got guys, you know, like you mentioned, Mahomes and that crazy pass he threw to Pacheco. It's just like you can try to figure that out all you want, but you, there's no defense to really stop stuff like that. Um, so in the situation of Tua, I think that it is um, it's just harder to do, you know. This is what I say to you, man. It since you since you feel that they, got, uh, yeah. they got the they got the the um the film on him. Hey, cycle that information around. You know, cycle the whole. We need film on this person. Yeah, get the film on Brock Purdy because <laughs> there's not enough <laughs> film. No, no, no. We need. Well, we got three. We got four more games, man. Make sure you talk to somebody. Like, look, we need the film on Brock Purdy. Figure this guy out now. But no, um, the Dolphins. They might fall out of there. I mean, I, I'm personally rooting for the Jets, and I never really root for anybody ever. I don't root for any other teams. But I like I like the Jets' defense. I like that Sauce Gardner kid. I like the Williams brothers. I like Mosley. Um, the Jets have quickly grown. They've grown on me. I'm not saying I have a second I, team. I would definitely be sad to see Herbert not make it, but to, but to be able to say J-E-T-S with you. What are we sad about That's Justin Herbert? Great. What are we sad about Justin Herbert for, man? Because I'm a Justin Herbert guy. I, I like that man. I like he he's done me right in fantasy. He's he's uh, I like his style of play. I just I don't know. I'm just I just like him. Um and and low key low key. I don't know if y'all y'all know this, but uh, D he he's a, a closet closet back in the day Chargers fan because he was a big LT fan. He always used the Chargers and Madden Trev. I don't know if you remember that. I think I think if you use D and closet in the same sentence, I think that you you're gonna get beat up. That's what I think is gonna happen. So I was confused as what was going on. Then it just <laughs> it all came full circle. I was like, wait, what? I didn't. I just didn't want to put his government out there. I know he doesn't like his government name to be used. So <laughs> don't worry. I'm gonna send that text when he flies home from you know where he's he's on your ass. Yeah, he is. That, that's fine. He can he can pull up to the TTC. I'll be ready for the. You feel me? You feel me? Yeah, but but, not, what are we? What are we <laughs> the Chargers are the Chargers, man. They 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 just. I'm trying to see them charge through, man. For what? What are they to gonna lose? Do? That was. What are they gonna do? Losing the first round? Yeah, I need somebody to bet against. I don't want to bet against the Jets. I like the Jets. The Jets will give, the them. Jets will give a better game than the Chargers, man. They nah, they will. Lose. I'll tell you that. That that defense is serious. And Justin Herbert, he's not he's not mature enough. He he's a he's a great talent, but he's not he's not mentally there yet. So, no, he's there. The coach isn't. <laughs> yeah. What? How do you guys feel about the uh, the bottom teams over in the NFC side? Though we we didn't even brush on that. We we still got the Seahawks that are seven and six right on the outside, and the Lions. Man, shout out to the Lions who started one and six, and they're literally right there, almost in the playoffs. You know, I like the Lions, man. I've been singing their praises over the past couple of weeks, episode in, episode out. I've been talking about how physical they are, how they just, you know, they're 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 pretty much in every game with the exception of a couple. Um, very explosive offense, hard hitting defense. When you come when you come play Detroit, and Detroit comes to you, just know that you're not leaving, you're not leaving unscathed, bruised. You're gonna be bruised up, you're gonna be battered, gonna have to get in the ice bath hyperbolic time chamber, whatever you want to do. <laughs> you know, you're gonna need you're gonna need a lot of that. Um Seahawks, it's up. It's up, man. Let's just let's give Geno Smith comeback player of the year. Let's give him his award. That's that, that's pretty much it. There's nothing really going on in Seattle. Pete Carroll. I don't know. I don't know. Let's find out some insider trading. Let's let's get some bets in. 
Come on, Pete. After that, after that Russell Wilson debacle where he threw that interception to Malcolm Butler, I know, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing, brother. <laughs> so come on. Tap in. Tap in. Holla at me. We get some parlays, bro. Come on, man. Trev, how do you feel about them Lions, man? They roaring through. They come, they 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 almost in there. Yeah, they're almost in. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think they can make it in potentially. Uh, we'll just have to see. I think they'll be a fun team to watch in the playoffs. Um, seriously, it'll be a fun team to watch. Lions gonna hurt. Okay. The Lions are gonna hurt somebody. They're gonna beat somebody. Yeah. Up. The other team is gonna win, but they're gonna get beat up and they're gonna lose in the next round. Yeah, they they just might. One thing before we squeak out of here, fellas. I just got. I I, I I'm sure y'all saw this by now. Unfortunately. And I'm sad to report this, but Jalen Hurts has now leapfrogged over Mahomes in the MVP race. Um, do you guys think he'll solidify and stay in that top spot throughout the rest of the remainder of the season and uh, go ahead and win that reward? I think he solidifies it on Sunday when he beats the crap out of the Bears. Um, what are the it's odds the for Bears? Him? Yeah, what are the odds for him to be um, MVP? Um, that's a great question. Um, Let's see. I, I I literally saw the I saw the odds the other day. I was like I said, oh okay. Like minus uh, Jalen Hurts minus one sixty right now. Patrick oh, Mahomes in second geez. place at plus one ninety, and then you get to third. Joe Burrow plus one thousand, and my guy Josh Allen is at two thousand, and then Jesus Christ, you get to Tua at six thousand, and then last on here right now they show Justin Jefferson at ten thousand. Your best bet is Jalen Hurts, but no, it's not your best bet. There's no value there. Yeah, I think because it's not. I'm not. I'm not talking about from like a gambling standpoint. I'm just saying, like as far as like who I think is going to win. My bad, I misspoke. I'm, I mean, even even from that standpoint, it's still open. If Patrick Mahomes strings together like you know three spectacular games, I mean, just truly spectacular. I think that. And he he wins out too. I think whoever gets it um has to they one have to win out, and they have to have spectacular games that um are more spectacular than whatever Jalen Hurts puts on the field because I do think it's his to lose right now. But I think the other two, I mean, because normally there's two runner ups, will be Patrick Mahomes and will be Joe Burrow. That's that's what I think. That's what I believe. I think both of those quarterbacks, Mahomes and Burrow, have an opportunity with these last few games to really. I get they mistake-free games. They have to. They got to win mistake-free, and I think they have an opportunity. And Jalen Hurts and the Eagles would have to lose a game. Um, I think the best value there is is probably with Joe Burrow with his odds right now. Um, if he plays mistake-free ball, and um, yeah, I think I think he could potentially get it. But I, I think it's Jalen's to lose at this point. Um, his team has. Uh, only lost one game. They have the best record in the NFL. I mean, it's it's hard to beat that. They'd have to lose a game, and it have to be, you know, pretty bad. Um, honestly. So, sure. If you make you talking about Joe Burrow, what do you know? I don't know nothing. I mean, I, I, I was. He's talking about a plus a thousand. I don't know. Hey, I mean, look. that's 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 a lot, but it, it's I'm, within the realm of possibility. That's all I'm saying. I think those will be the 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 two runner ups potentially. Let's say Hurts wins. Um, or I think even before they announced it, there's always, there's always, yeah, there's always three, just like last year it was, um, it was Allen Rogers and I forgot the third person, uh, but there's always three essentially. Hey, Justin Jefferson deserves the nod. 
Uh, yeah, Justin Jefferson time. deserves the, the nod, but um, these quarterbacks, yeah. they get too much credit for all the wins that that the teams accommodate. You understand? I was having a conversation with one of my no, listen, listen. I was having a conversation with one of my doctors today. Right? Where does football start? Where does football start? Realistically, guys, where does football start? Who are you In the about? trenches. Yeah. Okay, football starts with that offensive line and that defensive line. And if your offensive line isn't producing, the quarterback's not going to do anything for you. And then, and then if the quarterback throws the ball to a receiver, the receiver still has to catch the ball and make a play. The running back, when he grabs the ball, they still have to go out there and make a play. When, you're, when your quarterback's off the field and your defense is on the field, your quarterback's not doing anything for them to get an interception, for them to get a fumble recovery, for them to get a stop. So let's stop giving the attention all the – I'm sorry. Let's stop giving all the attention to the quarterbacks. Let's focus it on these key other guys that are getting the job done for these teams. How about yeah, those guys? I agree. I just think that the MVP award in the NFL has turned into a quarterback award, um, unfortunately. The only other time that another player gets and consideration – let's rename it. I, you might need to. The only time another player gets consideration is if they are on a historical streak. They're about to break a record. Um you know, like you got Justin Jefferson, who's in that conversation right now. That's the only other time that it's, you know, presented as that, so to speak. So, um, yeah, that's that's it. It's a quarterback award. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe they need to classify, change change that up. So, I mean, for what it's worth, the quarterback is the one leading the team. But I, I the do most see. important member um on the team. But yeah, all those other factors matter. I mean, football's the ultimate team sport. So but I guess what is synonymous with most important is most valuable. So that kind of definitely writes itself. Well, if that's the case, I'd say the most valuable piece to any team is that is that offensive line. Because if that offensive line is not giving your quarterback any seconds to throw the ball, you're not being a productive quarterback. And I don't care who you are. Yeah. So okay. if we're being realistic. Let's give the MVP awards to all the entire offensive lines from now on. No. <laughs> anyways, anyways, um, want to wrap up the show, Hefe? Yeah, you can go ahead and you can join Triple Babble right back again tomorrow as we are on the road of this three-peat, fellas. And we're going to go ahead. We're going to recap Thursday night action from the 49ers in Seattle. And then we're going to dive right into the entire – NFL Sunday slate of games and I hope everyone enjoys this special slate of Saturday games and I'll see y'all tomorrow. El Jefe is out. Why didn't you ask me if I wanted to wrap it up? That's not fair. What if I wanted to stay and discuss some other things? I might have needed to express my feelings. Um, I'm dealing with some emotional matters right now. I'm just fucking around. Yeah, now I'm tired as hell. Uh, TP's out of here, man. All right, everyone. Uh, this is uh Trev. Uh, join us again on uh Sunday. That'll be our next episode. Check us out. Um, listen to us on Spotify. Rate us. Give us a good review if you like us. Um, yeah, just keep listening if you are. Um, we'll be back soon. So until then, this is uh Trev and the Triple Babble signing out.